Hi, I'm Sean Hanif, and you're listening to Life of an Entrepreneur. Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Life of an Entrepreneur podcast. This is episode number six, and uh, I've been on a break. Been on a break for two months. Lots to uh, update you guys on on what why that was, and I guess what's happening now. If you don't know who I am, my name is Sean Hanif. Um, this podcast is about my life as an entrepreneur. I left my job about seven years ago. I've built a huge business since then. I've gone through so much um, to get to the point where I would now say we. I have a very successful business. I have a team of 88, I believe, um, as of this week. I'm recording this on the 4th of June. And um, yeah, and I guess my business is called Genflow. So you might have heard the word creator economy, you know what creators are, or as referred to as influencers, and the whole influencer marketing industry has just blown up. And I guess about four or five years ago, um, I kind of saw where the market's going to go and exactly where it has gone, which is that once you have an audience as a creator or influencer, you'll be able to utilize the audience to be able to then build businesses and lots of other things around that. And essentially, that's what Gemflow does. We are a creator platform. We allow any creator to launch a direct-to-consumer brand, brand partnerships, and lots of other amazing things. Got clients all over the world. And in this particular episode, I will be going through how we are now working with Logan Paul, one of the biggest creators in the world, and how he managed to pull that off. It was an insane achievement to come from working with people with 10,000 followers locally that I could like, you know, meet and try to sign back in 2016 to now be working with one of the, the biggest creators and the original creators almost um, is absolutely amazing. So I'm going to be going through that. And the rest of this episode, I'm going to be going giving you a bit of a personal update with what's been going on in my life. And um, we've hired so many people. How am I managing that? And essentially just learning how to become a CEO of a much larger business. It's, it's strange that, you know, you think I almost didn't realize that actually I have to actually learn how to be a CEO of a bigger business is going to be like very different to what I've been doing before. So yeah, that's been very interesting. I'm going to jump into that and uh, a bit more about my focus and um, what I'm working on at this very moment in time. So yeah, sit back. It's going to be a good episode. And um, what I would say, which I say in most of my episodes is that I would love it if uh, whilst listening to this, Make some notes because as I will say things, hopefully they'll resonate with you in such a way that I want you to be able to get really strategic and really tactical with your own business, with your own career, and um, you can draw parallels and write write down some ideas and anything else so you can deal with your shit better, get shit done, move ahead. So that's the goal. With that being said, let's get into it. It's episode six. So first of all, it's been two months, and the reason it's been two months is so uh, I has actually spent four months in Dubai once um, the COVID uh, lockdown happened in the UK. So I normally live in London, and um, I was actually just traveling. So from Dubai, I had to go to Bahrain, stay there for like, I think it was two weeks to avoid the quarantine that was in uh, London. So if you came directly from Dubai, you would have to stay in a hotel. I have a two-year-old daughter, and that would not be a good idea to be stuck in a hotel room quarantining. So there was a loop around, which was that you go to another country, which is uh, declared as safe. If you stay there long enough, then when you enter the UK, you will not need to quarantine. So that's what I did, which meant I couldn't record any podcasts. 
also it's very t- um, tough because I was still at that point. So I've been interviewing like four interviews a day for so long that I almost like forgot that at some point is going to stop just because it just became quite normal that every day I'm going to have a bunch of calls with a bunch of people trying to figure out if they're good, if they're not, what's going on. And um, so, yeah, when I went into Bahrain, it was kind of more of the same. And um, then had a bit of a problem. So I live in an apartment in London. Um, I got an email saying that they has, uh, they've done some inspection and they realized that the building has some sort of leak and or potential leak, sorry. So they were like, oh, we need to fix your apartment. But don't worry, it's going to be resolved by the time you come back. As you, as you can imagine, they didn't resolve it, which meant they packed up all our stuff and they actually moved it all into storage. Um, they didn't tell me they're going to do that. They told me that they're going to fix um, the basically like wherever they think the leak is going to happen and um, the rest of it will be fine. So when we did come back, they had moved all our stuff into another apartment and it was, ev- it was everywhere. It was such a mess. So this, this apartment that they gave us in the same building, obviously it's an amazing building. It's like a hotel with very um, highly furnished apartments they had no internet and lots of other stuff so basically it took a little bit of while just kind of get back into the flow of things extremely tough just because i have so much i need to be doing calendar was packed because i wasn't expecting to come back to essentially not where i used to was you know how i used to live before so it, it was a bit hard because of that and then we ended up basically finding another apartment in the same building actually got a bit, bit of an upgrade um i'm there's 40 floors in the building and I'm quite high up and I have my own terrace now which overlooks all of London which is amazing um, and absolute goals and um, so yeah a little bit of moving trouble and the rest you know packing boxes and everything and still trying to get on with the day-to-day of, of the business so yeah it's been a bit of a um, bit of a hassle of two months just kind of getting back into the flow of things and just kind of figuring out like with, we've had about 30 new people join essentially so in that that, that's a lot of change and um, to put it into context there was just like 30 40 of us last year and now there's 88 so you can imagine it's just changed so much that it's become very different that it just feels so new everything does to me because before I could just get people like together and we could have a discussion and like sort something out um, and that's just not a thing anymore and um, so it's, it's been quite challenging and one is like onboarding new people whilst making sure everything is going on and um, we're actually moving ahead with the things that we need to be doing as a business. So yeah, been, been a bit of a challenge. And um, But you know, what's really interesting is the other day it hit me randomly that I'm actually genuinely like living my dream. I know a lot of people, including myself, you know, I, have, I have major goals and the goals keep changing and I'm highly ambitious and I'm going to keep pushing forwards. But also, just to be clear, and this is even myself, this is even to myself, I was like, man, I'm living my dream, like literally. When I left my job, and I remember I was living in the shared house with six people and the two mouse that used to live in my room. This is what I was dreaming about, and I've actually made it there. And it's like, you should, and I guess the message what I would like to tell anyone, you should actually appreciate the progress that you're making. Because I know there's always going to be more clients you want, more sales you want. You know, you want a bigger house, you want a better car, you want a bigger team, you want to be more famous, whatever those things are, right? Um, you want to buy a house for your mom, or whatever those goals are. It's still also important to actually realize 
even whilst I record this, I can literally see the whole view of London from my window. I can actually see the house that I used to live in, which is just crazy to me. And I think there's lots of things like that. And I think I'm going to come into some of the stuff that I said in the beginning, but just just a bit further on this point that I even realized the other day, I've got to a point in my life that um, I actually never even look how much money I have, which is such a bizarre thing. So let me explain what I mean is I actually never log into my bank account to see how much money I have because and if I ever want to buy something I almost don't even look at the price which is such a bad thing to say out loud but it's actually just the truth that I've got to a point in my life that's like I pretty much just buy what I want you know so that means like I don't know if, if you go out I like something in a shop I'll just pick it up and buy it and at times after I've paid for it I'm like oh shit that was like 300 pounds I didn't even realize or if that's food in a restaurant, if that's anything, I guess all the things where I would stop and think when I was younger, or I guess before a few years ago, is now completely changed for me mentally. And it's such a bizarre thing because I fully remember my maximum salary was £26,000, which is like $30,000 when I was working. That's the max I ever earned whilst I had a job. So, you know, and that probably equals to... I can't remember the top of my head, but maybe like £1,500, $1,800 a month. I remember I used to pay rent and then I would, uh, I had my car, I had to pay for like the insurance. I was paying for a car park. Um, I would then put like a few hundred pounds for food. So I would carefully have to like budget and calculate and then be left with like a few hundred pounds. And I, then I would like put that in like my savings account, right? That And that's how most people live. And you know, that's how that was me. And now to get to a point where like, when money is not even a question, it's very, very strange. And I'm very, very humble. Like, I, I feel humble, like, you know, the fact that I've got this far, um, that it's no longer even a thing. That I think like financially, day-to-day living-wise, like I don't even think of anything. And a lot of times I have to, when I, when I do finally go and check, it's like, oh, I've been spending all this money and all this like random stuff. But anyway, I think the point is that I am truly living my dream, which I am blessed to be saying that, to be doing that. And for any of you that are moving forwards, I think it's good to actually register that in your mind. That could even be working, right? But let's just say you've been working somewhere, you've been promoted, you're in a good place. And um, you know, that how much you actually achieved, you should actually tell yourself because that actually gives you confidence. So when I say that out loud, to me, that's like, I went from leaving my job against everybody's wishes, advice, put myself in a bad financial situation, but that drove me and I knew that this, that I am, I I knew myself and I knew that I'm going to drive myself and push myself so much that I'll end up winning. And that's exactly what I've managed to do by the end of it. And, um, you know, but now I know that I've got that in me. So if I can go from like having a dream to achieving it, it just gives you confidence in a whole nother way. And I think at times when I, it's very natural that, you know, I'm feeling like a bit overwhelmed, especially recently, I think with all the new people joining and everything that I need to be doing, you know, there, there's certain things that board meetings that we need to be delivering whilst I'm like struggling to, you know, um, manage a certain team or grow a certain team. But then this is where it helps to be like, man, look how much shit I have done. Like literally the amount of shit that I've done, it's insane. You know, stuff like, 
signed clients all over the world. We've launched brands over the world. You know, we've 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 sold uh, tens of millions pounds worth of goods. You know, we have hundreds and thousands of products in production like it's nothing. You know, we're developing chart topping apps like it's nothing. The campaigns that the guys are doing when I watched it, I'm like, man, I remember when it was me and one video guy and we were trying to like film and I would be doing it myself. I've literally stood in shoots with cameras, like, you know, trying to get angles and trying to get content uh, to like the shit that we produce now. It's like full high end and it does blow my mind to be like, shit, like, yeah, so I guess I'm living my dream. I'm getting it done. And yeah, I'm super happy. And I think that's the other thing I want to, I literally, I think this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like, I'm having an amazing business, family, um, some of my, my team at, um, at Gemflow, the leadership team, the management team, you know, um, a lot of them I feel very close to just because we talk every day, we have the same passion, we share the same energy. And um, so, yeah, I feel really, feel really blessed um, in that way. And um, so, yeah, I guess that's probably where I'm at at the moment, what I've been doing physically. So at the moment, I'll tell you, um, actually, before I get into my role, what I'm doing, let me get into Logan Paul, because I'm sure that is um, interesting for some of you guys to hear about. So I'm going to break down like how we managed to sign him. So one of our team members in LA, she knew um, Logan Paul's assistant um, because we had done a few things. So kind of going a bit further back. We did a podcast with Summer Ray and Amanda Cerny. It was called Oh Honey. So uh, we didn't produce the podcast, but we made the products as in the merchandise for that podcast. And then Logan Paul was a guest on that podcast. And um, because of that, we ended up basically having an introduction to Logan Paul's assistant. Um, so I asked her to reach out to her assistant saying that, hey, look, we want to like give some products to Logan. And um, will that be okay? To which she said, yep, that's fine. You can send them through to this and this address. So the idea was at the KSI fight when Logan had that, and obviously he's been training physically. And I knew that obviously Logan and Jake, they're both gonna, you know, t this boxing after the numbers from the KSI Logan fight, it was clear that this is a huge commercial opportunity. That they're gonna do everything in their power to um, harness it and trying to make it the most they possibly can. So, you know, my natural instinct starts tingling and I'm like, there's something here. So I spoke to Harry, who's our chief product officer. I was like, look, let's make some products. Let's make some boxing products. There's a huge opportunity to make a average Joe boxing brand in the US. And um, let's put some things together. So he worked on it with his team. He had some designs. He kind of worked out a whole range of products. And... Um, we went ahead and created those products as samples. Um, I think we went through a few rounds, made sure they're perfect. And then we went and uh, dropped them off to um, Logan's um, assistant so she can go and drop it off to them. Um, you know, didn't hear back for a while. And then, um, and then I think we chased a number of times. And then we heard that um, A, he likes the products. B, he's actually been using them. And uh, one thing we know is that our quality is unrivaled. One thing here at Gemflow is there isn't a brand that we have launched where the quality doesn't speak for itself. You know, we may we may have lots of other optimizations to do in terms of like user experience, you know, web conversions, marketing. But one thing is that product quality has never suffered. So we, we could stand behind it. And because we work, we've worked with Anthony Joshua, we made gloves that Anthony Joshua 
himself trains and punches in and they are still good, we know our quality is good enough. If the heavyweight champion of the world can punch and use our gloves in training, there's plenty of videos on his Instagram. Go and check it out. You'll see him wearing these white gloves, um, which essentially are manufactured by us. And um, so I knew our quality is good. So Logan loved the quality and was like, yep, we would love to do this. And um, we were like, great. Um, end up having a phone call with his manager, whose name is Jeff. And um, good conversation, wanting to push ahead. And, um, but then strangely, kind of just went all quiet for a while. And um, for a long, long while, we chased and chased and chased. Because we had got to a point where we basically like, we need to sign, sign an agreement and we need to like, start um the plan went really quiet and then Saad who's a chief growth officer he was going out to LA we ended up uh, asking um, the assistant to arrange a meeting and um one thing that Saad's very very good at he's probably the best salesperson I've ever seen in terms of like being able to come across and connect with an individual and uh, no matter what the situation so he managed to meet Jeff, managed to uh, spark up a, a good relationship. They, they actually ended up inviting Saad to Logan's house. So Saad ended up going and hanging out with uh, Logan and his team for like the day, built a relationship. And they were like, yep, you know, we definitely want to do this. We see the potential. We also spoke about lots of other business ideas. But preparation is key. So before that, me and Saad fully discussed how are we going to elevate ourselves? So when he's having conversation with them, he's not a fan. He's not a fanboy. He's not just trying to get the deal done. He's got to act and say things in such a way that makes them think, shit, we are serious. And that's what Saul is very good at. He's very good at um, coming across, I guess, tactically in the right way, depending on who, the, who you're speaking to. So, you know, in that case, we discussed a number of things, like, you know, if that's NFT projects, if that's ed tech companies, if that's investments. So he's aimed and prepped that in that conversation, he can come across like, look, this is GenFlow, this is what we can do. It's kind of the shit that we're kind of up to actually behind the scenes. There's an opportunity here though, for like some boxing, whatever, we can also do that. So you present it in a way where you're elevating yourselves better than every other shitty agency that's pitching them or trying to work with them right because it's full of it and um, you have to be very smart and tactical in the way you approach things to win fundamentally and um, so yeah the preparation really helped and um, they loved it and um, it went well and then we actually find out about um, they, they want to launch Mav Athletics so obviously Logan Paul has a brand called Maverick which has normally just been merchandise so they want to launch Mav Athletics. So this was perfect for us because we were like, you know, we actually want to do something more elevated than merchandise. We're not a merchandise business. We're a business that helps people actually build brands, real ones. And um, so, yeah, so that's what we did. We, um, it was good. Since then came back, we got looped into the whole team. We started designing some products again and worked closely with the team like day to day, um, trying to get it right. And... Um, then I guess after, obviously you've been following um, he, he Logan's team, they went to Puerto Rico, they've been training there, then everything, Jake Paul's fight, there's, there's been a lot of movement. So it's, it was tough every single day, chasing the agreements, this and that, whatever. And then we used a little hack that we signed the agreement from our side and sent it signed 
just because it's that much easier when you're like, oh, look, it's already signed. It's already, we just need your signature and uh, we can sign it. And I think what's really ironic, so I don't know if everyone, uh, if, if you listen to Logan Paul's uh, podcast with True Jordy, he was talking about how Mayweather fight got signed and he goes, oh, you know, we've just been waiting. Mayweather has all the cards and um, we just, you know, we can't do nothing. And only when he could sign, the fight would happen. So, you know, it's like, it's Mayweather, what are you going to do? This is how, it will, you know, we were just sitting there waiting. It's so ironic because we've been doing the exact same thing. We're like, oh, it's Logan Paul, there's nothing we can do. We just have to keep waiting. He doesn't realize that. And obviously Mayweather is bigger than him in terms of like, you know, who he is. And for us, and, and Logan Paul is the same thing. So just so interesting um, that, yeah, what he was finding like uh, a struggle and stressful exactly is what we were finding on our side. Um, but regardless, we got the deal done. That's what it's more about. And um, yeah, it's absolutely crazy though, to be fair. So basically we've done a partnership with Mav Athletics, his brand, which I think as of today is actually launching, which is amazing. And um, you'll be seeing some of the products that we're producing and um, lots more in the pipeline with hopefully what we can do with those guys. And you know, business is about relationship. It's not about how much money you make on day one. If you're listening to this and you have an agency or any sort of business, if you are focused on how much money you can get out of your client on day one, you will lose. I guarantee you that. And that's probably one of the main things why Gemflow is winning compared to all our competitors and these small merchandise shops that exist is because everyone is focused on how much money I can get on day one. That's it, 100%. People increase their fees. They're trying to get away with how much can I say here and do you think the client's going to say yes? I've been always been the complete opposite. What's the least we can charge that we don't lose money and we get the client because we're so confident in our ability. So here now with Logan, it's like this is just the start. It's just the start. This is the 1%. Watch what happens from here because we're going to show what we can do. We're going to build a relationship. We're going to show them why we're the best company who work with them behind the scenes, just like we do with all the other creators and how much we'll be able to achieve together. That's how you build, basically. And that's how you build a business, full stop. But that's how we even build relationships and our things that we've done. Hence why I have clients from five years ago that have never left us because we know what we're doing and our approach to things is correct. You know, this, this strategic approach to how we do things is is just way far superior than um, other people. Just to move ahead, so yeah, that's how we got Logan Paul. Very, very excited, the fights this weekend. Obviously, what's annoying is, which is which I'll be honest about as well, like, you know, it's not a real fight, it's an exhibition, and it's all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think the fight is not really gonna be that serious or that major, but I think there's so much potential here. So yeah, really excited about that. I think just to move on, I guess, to the last thing that I wanna discuss in this kind of like update podcast, it's pretty much just my focus, you know, I actually, at the last board meeting, made an opening statement, which I was quite nervous to make, which was that today is actually the first day of um, my job as the CEO of Gemflow, because I've never been a an actual CEO of like how you would, ex- in terms of job responsibility, I've been an all hands-on, do everything person. And I think you can call that COO, COO, managing director, analyst, admin person, customer service person, that's who I've actually been. I've been the guy that gets involved and gets his hands dirty in absolutely everything. I'm writing website copy, I'm writing app store descriptions, 
I'm optimizing adverts, I'm, I'm, I'm creating content, I'm editing content, the amount of stuff that I've been doing in that way to get it to this point. So it's been a huge learning curve for me how to actually start doing my job and let, other do, let others do theirs. And one of the reasons I can do that now is because we do have an exceptional team. I've been hiring people with way more experience than me, like, and that's the fundamental truth, who are experts in what they do. So we've had a guy named Thomas joined who's ran tech teams um, for, I think, seven, eight, ten years. So his approach to it is just so much better than me. I hired a new chief uh, marketing officer. Her name is Pleasance. I think she's got like 17 or 18 years of experience. Like literally. She has more experience than some people have been born in our company. And that's just insane. So, that, you know, there's there have to step away with the right people in place. And that's actually what I've been working on step by step by step, department by department. And it's really, really progressing forwards now. And I guess my last thing there is though i'm also fully aware of that the genflow dna what makes genflow genflow i also can't lose so i've been working on like process and putting in things that we ensure we don't lose um by me stepping away on those things and um so yeah it's been uh, very interesting for me just trying to figure out like what do I do from here it's actually been a bit of the thing I'm actually sitting and think that what would I be doing so I guess I've kind of made up my own job description I have the luxury to do that so moving forwards my job is going to be the following I'm going to be working on top level strategy of our brands but not executing it no more that the team will execute I will only contribute to the strategy number two I'll be working on owning the acquisition at Genflow meaning that all the clients that we sign for whatever business dealings, investments, whatever we're doing, I want to be owning that. So that's something that I will own. When I mean own, so the way it works is you need to have people that actually own something in your business. Where, but I, the mistake I made earlier on, and I guess for years, is that I'll hire someone to do social media. They're just doing social media whilst um, I am... You know, I still own it. It's my responsibility. I'm just getting someone to do the work. And I think that's what most people get wrong. But instead, you need to make it clear to the person that you actually own this. This is your thing. That everything to do with it. Does it work? How are we going to do it? What's the results? How are you going to grow it? Every little problem to deal with it. Not that I'm going to create the seven social media posts and post them. That's my job. I've done my job. What's your problem? Because you will get that, and I guarantee anyone that's listening to this, you have this right now in your company. That you have people that are doing tasks and pretty much don't give a shit. And you're just like, oh, this is so annoying. Guarantee you. And the reason that is because you're not making it clear to them that you own this. It's not my problem. This is your social media. You, you need to make sure the post is good enough. Don't ask me, is this post good? Do you think this post is good? Why do you think it's good? Why don't you post it? You'll see the results. Do you think the results are good enough? Instead of, yeah, I've done it, let me know if it's good or not. Like, no. Like, that, that's when people are not taking ownership. And that has probably been my, my biggest learning. And I would say to anyone else that's kind of like in an earlier phase of myself, draw up everything your business does and who owns it. In comparison, think of it as a football team. If someone is a goalkeeper, they own stopping the ball going into the goal. Right? That's what they own. If someone is a defender, they own, I'm going to defend and I won't be running up. Or if you're a striker, I own, 
It's my job to put the ball in the goal, right? That's what they own. If you did the same thing with your team, who owns what? It would be mind-blowing to you. Like, okay, this person owns, we're going to deliver everything on social media. This person owns all the legal stuff. This person owns this. Not who's going to do the tasks, who owns it? And you tell that people and you tell your whole company, all right, guys, this is the company. There's 20 of us. So-and-so-and-so own these parts of the business and they own everything to do with it. They own the strategy and the execution. And that's what I've been doing, basically. And um, it's been very, very cool to do that. And I guess so in that way, I'm saying I'm going to own the acquisition. And um, the second thing I'm going to own after that is our Gemflow brand. If you haven't seen already, at Gemflow underscore on Instagram. And um, we've been started with the content has started to flow which I am owning. It's early days, but from here, the, now the journey begins in building Gemflow into a real world-renowned brand. So lots to do. Also my personal brand I'm working on. I need a little bit of more time um, to be able to fully um, be able to uh, get everything going to the standard that I want it to so I can start rolling the content out, which I'm gonna probably make an episode about separately and my strategy around that. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna own. And um, that's pretty much my main focus, is that I want to focus on growing the brand, getting more clients, and managing our clients at a top level. And I guess lastly would be like the innovation in the company. We are working on some very exciting things, and I want to be owning that moving forwards, which is um, our next funding round and everything else to do with that. So, you know, anyway, I think... That's enough for this update. Hope you like this episode and um, make sure you are subscribed. Episodes every single Sunday moving ahead. And if you want me to cover anything in particular, as you can see, this is pretty laid back. I pretty much will talk about whatever yeah, um, I feel like I want to talk about. And at the same time, anything that someone wants me to mention. So let me know. Hit me up on Instagram and um, let me know if anything you want me to cover. Hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.